a Shishkin Productions podcast. What's up, Chris? No cold open because of the writer strike, right? Right. What? <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome Yo. to another episode of the Sizzle Real Podcast. Hey, we're finally back in uh, the Maddich King uh, Memorial Podcast Arena. And lounge. Uh, is it a Hold lounge? On. Oh, and it's lounge. a lounge. It's the lounge. Yeah. Look at that. Today, I'm Flick sitting... Flick of a switch. Today, I'm sitting all the way across the room, so the energy is very weird. It's, it's a little bit interesting. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I just flipped the switch. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now the lights are off and now we're in the lounge. And now the vibes are good. Immaculate. Um, we have a very, very special guest today. And we also have Amy in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so what up, be, y'all? It's been a while. Be a good one. This it's been is going to be a good one. I'm pumped. And I'm sure the listeners are pumped, too. Yeah. Um, Chris, before we get into it, where can the people find us? Uh, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Send us an email. Why not? Because no one else does that. Got to do it. Uh, we're Sizzle Real Gang, the website dot com. It is new and improved. Set it as your homepage, and it will be new and improved every time you open your browser. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have the Sizzle Real Cold Line. Brr. Oh man, yeah, that is three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. I love doing that song in front of new guests because they, <laughs> if they have never listened to the show, which you know, why would they? Of course, it's uh, nice to have them see like wow. The stakes is low, right? The stakes is low. So, so we've had that that cold line for what? Probably over a hundred episodes now. Yeah. We say it twice a show. So I've sung it like two hundred times, and every time I'm still like, "Fuck, what is it?" Like I have yeah. to really think about it. That's how you know we picked a bad phone number. <clears throat> I mean, look, we didn't pick it, did we? I picked it. You picked it. Yeah. Well, it was my phone number. It was, <laughs> and then it got it got co-opted it did uh into the the cold well, line those google numbers are weird because they always have like the weirdest area codes and you're like is yeah. this spam what is it nope it's the cold line yeah well, i'm looking over amy's shoulder right now she's on the website what what do you what's your opinion well i i wanted to see the new and improved uh sizzle reel website but i, I think i might have seen this mostly. no it's no new no it's new day. and improved every, every day. day yeah Oh, okay. Don't yeah. be don't be telling lies Jeez, on the microphone. No, I Amy. was I was on the, this morning at eight a.m. I've no, already okay, been on okay, it today. Okay, okay. So that it's the same it. as I mean, what it, was. It is, it is her homepage, so that I'm makes sense. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so my bad. My bad. Explains a lot. I'm jumping to conclusions. You're mansplaining me, bro. Here. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. I cannot stop sweating. You're still sweating. I'm still sweating. Yeah. Well, it's a heat wave. It's a New York Where's heat wave. Where's your fan? Uh, it's it's charging. I'm right now. here. Oh, number one, <laughs> number one fan. Um, it is uh, it is a heat wave in New York right now when we're recording this, and uh, it's hot in the studio because we got the hottest guest of all time. We got Ohia Morrison, producer extraordinaire, super chill dude, but also uh, that contradicts what I just said because chill and hot are different. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, fresh off a Fuji film victory, he won a camera. Oh, yeah. We'll get into all that, but Ohia, welcome to the Sizzle Reel. Hey, Mahalo Nui, everybody. Thank you for. Let me be here. Appreciate you. Thank you, dude. We are pumped to have you. Um, you and I met at a, a Fuji Film networking event. We're mm-hmm. gonna get more into the importance of networking events later in the show, and like if they really bring any value. Yeah. But um, quick background, I guess, on on what you do and and what your favorite parts of the production process are and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So I am originally from Norman, Oklahoma. I'm also native Hawaiian, so that's a weird mix to begin with. Yeah. Started off in the industry at Paramount Pictures. I interned on the business side doing worldwide television, marketing, leasing, and 
activation technically. After that, I started doing production stuff. I worked on Killers of the Flower Moon. I've done like small shorts, kind of a mix of everything. I'm a IOTC production coordinator, non-union AD. And then finally, within the last year and a half, I started producing. Uh, my thing though is I love people. People is by far my favorite thing. It's the only reason why. It's not, let me take that back. It's the major reason why I love doing what we do in production. Otherwise, that's funny. I wouldn't really care. It's funny because I don't think I like people that much, so I sit and post. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna make the same joke. You're like computer. in a room full of people that don't care that much. <laughs> I looked at everybody's eyes whenever I said that, and uh, I won no fans at that moment. Everybody's like, this "No, guy. I, wow. we need the world needs people like you that's that true. love people." That's true. I mean, that's what, that's what makes it's good, important. That's what makes a good producer. Really, like yeah. with producing, you have to be like always talking to people you know what i'm saying i'm lying i do love people but you know they also annoy me so i love a, a few f- people to find there's like a handful that i love yeah i mean i feel like they're all in this room <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no that's lit though i mean that's a that's a very kind of a a more uh sorry past guests but a more uh, accomplished uh, profile than a lot of the past guests Cause usually we just have random motherfuckers on, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we've had, we've had, it's, some it's good not, it sounds like a more accomplished profile than, than, than my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It's a more accomplished profile than the host. That's for fucking sure. as oh, well. Don't even some of those definitely PA titles here and there. And then eventually moved up from there. But also like going into people stuff that we talked about, like I've been bundling a travel talk show for the last five years and we're finally doing that in yeah. three weeks actually in Charleston, South Carolina. That's so Charleston. if anybody's there, Look me up on Instagram, O-H-I-A-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. Hit me up. Be willing to share all details coming soon. Dude, I'm actually pumped to hear about it. Maybe uh, if you want to talk about it on the show, we can. If you can't, you and I can talk about it after the show. For sure. But uh, I love travel shows. I've uh, That's like one of my uh, one of my passions. So I think you and I just talked about it a little bit. But mm-hmm. I love doing uh, like food shows. Food and travel together I think is cool. But I feel like there's no demand for them anymore i don't know could be wrong they've been dropping man only thing that americans now are interested in they say is barbecue shows what and then everything else is based primarily on like the talent themselves like the host yeah yeah Mm. Yeah, we've experienced that for sure yeah i I, uh there's a comedian i really like named john gabris and uh him and this other comedian adam pally did a show called 101 places to party before you die and uh <laughs> that that's fun. like my dream show yeah, to make. Sounds awesome. it was, yeah it's it, it's kind of a fun watch but then the problem is it's made like in a very you know quote-unquote travel channel type way where it's like super mm-hmm. linear and it's like not it, you're just like oh my god like i'm being spoon-fed this shit like it's not cool you know what i mean it's not mm-hmm. like there's no like cinema or storytelling to it or like w- super weird stuff it's like pretty straightforward you know yeah which Whatever, that's the way to make the shows. You know? This I just have to say for those listening, you're not in the studio right now. Alexi mentioned at the top that he was all the way on the other side of the room, and I'm the only one with my back to him, so True. it's extra awkward. <laughs> and I can see over her shoulder what she's doing, so I'm judging the whole time. I'm judging the whole time. Uh, let's get into what you've been up to, which is what I call the segment now, I guess, because that's how I wrote it on the rundown. Uh, Chris, what you been up to? <laughs> Uh, so this week, uh, it was, it was just lonely, lonely old me in the office on Monday and Tuesday, I think, which is actually probably a good thing because I was able to really focus and start work in editing. I should say this, uh, the piece that we shot in DC with MLS last week, it is, uh, 
like the we did the same thing last year and and the idea of it is uh the referee wears like a, a modified gopro basically mm-hmm. uh during the game so that you you see the game from from his eyes more yeah. or less and then we also have cameras on the sidelines to to you know fill in the gaps there and it's it's been pretty pretty chill i'd say i think our timeline this time around is much more compressed i think last year we did it in like august a couple weeks after the event this one was like we got back on friday we transferred the footage to the server at least we tried to uh yeah server's been acting up servers the jellyfish has been acting wonky yeah it's uh no dude it's it's a little troubling i've gotten two of the three terabytes uploaded to it but i've just been working off the the drive for the most part uh but the I sent, infrastructure's crumbling it's just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but it, it's uh I, I got the v1 done yesterday so i'd say three days to get a v1 of you know it's like 12 hours of footage and it, it's, it's fast a, as hell you turned that shit around quick yeah yeah that's impressive yeah it was uh it was a lot of work but i you know i sent it off last night we haven't heard back I think we we're supposed to wrap today, so I'm not sure what's going on there, but yeah. they're, they're super busy, too. So I was under the impression that it was V1 was due today. And then I guess I didn't read the email, right? Because apparently Crossy here <laughs> says that the whole thing was due today. Well, we'll, we'll I, I mean, it, it, it was kind of un- it was, uh, unclear. You yeah, know? it was murky. Yes. Things were murky. Yes. Yeah. That email was like a squid went off in that hoe. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I've, been, I've been playing a lot of this game called Dave the Diver, and if you swim too close to a squid, it squirts black ink all over the screen, and then you can't see for a few seconds. So, uh, oh, I'm thinking about finding Nemo right now. Nemo, it's another. Yeah, one. Think about squid ink pasta. Ooh, I've never had it. It's delicious. It just seems like it's extra money for like not what I'm looking for. I guess <laughs> I agree. It's like, like it's like what's the difference between adding food coloring? You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, it's it, special. You should it do change, it at least once. Does it change the taste? A little bit. No way. It's it's like no way. I mean, I've, oh, l- I've really? licked a ballpoint pen before, and that, that wasn't great for me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, uh, Chris, that's good that you've been up to that. I was in a Rhode Island. I was uh, on summer. In a Rhode Island. I was in uh, Rhode Island. I was uh, I was on summer vacation, dude. I was like, fuck it. I'm. I booked the summer vacation back in February, so I was like, uh, sure. sorry, I'm not sticking out around to help you with MLS. No, that's fine. I, I, I was good. I knew it was coming. I went and uh, recorded a music album. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Check it out. That one will be coming in uh, probably a couple of years. But Oh, really? <laughs> well, Because oh, you got to do like the press uh, well, and all that no, shit Well, it's more it. like we got to finish those songs, I guess. But we have one. There's one that's done that is uh, of this record. What's Monday going to be? Monday's the what? The 31st. First? The 31st. It'll be coming this week, August 4th. Wow. There's an album dropping. There's another one in the gotcha. can. There's another one in the can that I'm looking for a label for. If you're a label who's who hears this, let me know. That one's coming next year. And then the one we recorded is coming in two years. So prolific artist over here. Um, oh, yeah. n- nothing if not prolific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was chill. And I'm uh, not stoked to be back. I hate being back in real life. So here we are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love you guys. I'm glad to be with you guys. Sure, but sure. <laughs> yeah. when you come back. To no, the, we know it. Uh, like you know, paying rent and a heat wave and not getting paid. All that kind of stuff kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah. 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 Um, what have you guys been up to? Oh, yeah, Amy, I don't care who goes first. When do you go first? Ladies first. Uh, you know, not much. I also took a, a day off this week. I went to the beach on Tuesday and it was lovely. Um, got lots of sun and luckily left just in time for to miss a thunderstorm. So Ooh, that was nice. Win, win. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but that's about it. Trying not to cry. I don't know. (laughs) Dealing with the SBA. All of those things. Funneling money from account to account. All of those things. I've been watching spreadsheets. Having existential (laughs) crises. (laughs) Every day. Um, Mohia, what have you been up to? Um, So I'm a co-founder and programming lead of Hall of Eye Film Festival. That's H-A-L-A-W-A-I. And we are the first Pacific Islander Film Festival in New York City. We're going to be doing that the last weekend of October. So I've been uh, getting all of our basically submissions in line, making sure that everything's good. Submission deadline is August 21st for any listeners that kind of fit. If you want, you can also go to the Hall of Eye Film Festival Film Freeway website. You can learn more there. Submit there as well. It's free. Um, But getting a lot of that stuff done, we've got the Lincoln Center Reserve. We have some AMC theaters. uh, We have Flounder's House. We also have got La Mama New York Public Library. Um, So I've been busy with that and then also busy grinding on setting up my talk show for Charleston. How does that uh, how does that work when you run a film festival like that? Like to reserve those theaters, like do you just go to them and say, "Hey, we want to do this. Would you out of goodwill give us this thing or give us a discount or do you have like a, a kind of a funder who like is, you know, putting all that <laughs> money up cuz like how is it that the submissions are free but they can be screened in such big places? So, Holovai is a nonprofit up here primarily for native Hawaiians, but also all Pacific Islanders pretty much. And we're able to get different discounts through being a nonprofit, but it's definitely going up to people just being personable, saying, Hey, this is what we're wanting to do. We're the first of our kind, kind of showing that passion, wanting to explain like our dreams and hopefully have people want to get involved with it that way. And so we have some self-funding. We are still constantly looking for sponsorships. We've got a few right now, always looking to grow more. Obviously, if anybody wants to empty out a little bit of a wallet load. Also, it is a tax write-off, great tax write-off because we are a 502 I, I, I contribute, bro. I, I'm getting paid the same amount you guys are. <laughs> oh, yes. Nothing. Zero. So if he's doing it, it sounds like you're all doing it. He's so got thank you. <laughs> the, difference, the difference is Krusty has a lot of crypto saved up that he's willing to put towards the festival, I've heard. Ooh. <laughs> this is a challenge. This is the sizzle reel challenge of the summer. I mean, Krusty it, it, sounds like it's, it sounds like a tax write off, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, crypto is untaxable, right? No, it's one hundred percent definitely uh, taxable. Right, right, yeah. Uh, guys. <laughs> um, how how do what's yeah? Are there any certain submissions that you're looking for? Or how do people qualify? Like, what kind of films are you looking for? Yeah, so we're wanting films primarily, kind of breaking tropes of standard Oceana or people that think of Hawaii and other spots like that. And also allowing a lot of people in the islands to have the opportunity to actually showcase something or put out their own content that they've been working on. Since they're such smaller areas, smaller markets and such, they don't always get the same opportunity that people do that grow up in New York or other saturated areas. So being able to give them a platform to potentially put stuff out there is our whole goal. That's also why I've been so passionate about it and I'm ecstatic about it. So we're wanting those. We're getting, we have a few features. We've got four full features tied already, um, but we're still wanting more. We have a good amount of shorts so far, always wanting more as well. Um, And we're also going to be doing like a little bit of a student film based area. And so if anybody is a student, either like Kamehameha or even like University of Hawaii, any of the schools locally there, we would love submissions. Even if you're not even in like Hawaii, if you're uh, New Zealand or even if you're going to like USC or something, as long as you're potentially going to have like the Pacific Islander aspect of content shown on screen or even in the post side, like whatever, as long as there's like specific ties with that, we're here to support it. And we're here to hopefully make your dream a reality and allow somebody that 
never thought they could make it in the industry. Next thing you know, they're on one of the biggest screens in New York City. Hell yeah, that's amazing. What's um? When is it again? The festival is October 28th and 29th. Our submission cutoff is August 21st. However, if there's anybody that wants to talk about it, um, our contact is on the film freeway. You can contact us directly through there. We also have Instagram at NYC. Um, and there's a few other spots and then you can also reach out to me if necessary. What's uh? What if someone just wants to attend and like are, are tickets going to be free or are tickets going to cost money or how's that work? Tickets will cost money. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we're also wanting volunteers. So if people are kind of wanting a little pivot in between there, we're still wanting to get some more hands. We just got NYU's uh, kind of like film area mm-hmm. involved and they're going to be able to jump in and assist with us, which I'm ecstatic about being able to kind of give them an experience on the other side where usually they're submitting to all these. Um, so that's exciting. But at the same time, we're going to be selling tickets. Tickets will be going live, I believe in September. And that will be primarily also through the film freeway website. Cool. Hell yeah, man. The, uh, the film festival, world is so bizarre like we just finished uh me and amy and crusty helped a little bit crusty did the color right <laughs> yeah i, was, I, I cool. hopped in at the end to get a credit you know yeah you know cla- <laughs> classic classic <laughs> no no you did a lot um me and amy though kind of made this this movie um about actually this kind of this band who's on a poster up above me called built to spill mm-hmm. but it's also just about um diy music in general and so we, we've been submitting to a lot of festivals this summer We've because we just finished it in March. So we were like, okay, let's submit to a bunch of stuff. And it is, uh, it, there's a million plus festivals to pick from and it's yes. such a grind. That's a grind Constant. on its own. It's like you, you've already done so much work to just get the movie done. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the next work begins. So it's never ending. It's also wild because like. And it's expensive. It's expensive and then you don't get into any of them. Yeah, usually sometimes. Yeah, for a lot of people, we've only gotten into one out of the five that have responded so far. So it's like, damn, bummer. But uh, at least it's in Albuquerque. So (laughs) so Amy can go to New Mexico if she wants to. (laughs) Hey, Albuquerque is actually pretty nice, especially nowadays. Yeah, Uh, maybe I'll go over there. I don't know. Yeah, it's a long flight. Yeah, you know, it is. I'm not trying to fly all the way out there. What was that? You know, I mean, it's not like it's not, it's not any longer further. than the flight to to make the movie. Yeah. Uh, you think I wanted to do that? <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing it for like eight years. No, so I was like, oh, I'm done with this shit. Um, well, that's good. Everyone's been up to a lot of cool stuff. Let's move further down the rundown. Um, we got the kind of uh, little news hits. Uh, the biggest one for me that I put in here is uh, IATSE adds commercial workers. Woo-hoo. It happens. Uh, commercial workers, some commercial workers at least, are now um, eligible, I guess, to join IATSE or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear about this at all? Oh, yeah. Same with production. That's yeah. been going on for a while. So same with production has been pushing severely to mainly get kind of like production assistance covered through union stuff, but also much much like a majority of the production staff for commercials. We never really had that in the past. And so now we actually have coverage. IOTC kind of accepted us. We went through and everybody had like pink cards that they had to submit to make sure that we had our accurate numbers and such. Yeah. But now like production supervisors or which the equivalent of like a PM um, or producer and then like the assistant production supervisors and then coordinators as well as uh, PAs now are all thankfully covered under the IOTC coverage. Sounds like a big that. win. Massive win. Yeah. Massive win. 
Now, it's, you said it's been going on for a minute. Were you involved with it at all? Or? Uh, yeah, not as much recently as I kind of started off being, but I started getting involved back in 2020. Uh, it, I think it was like the end of 2021 or it was towards the beginning of 2022. Yeah. Um, but people were more involved way before I was even there. Right. So whenever I was there, I was just kind of playing catch up, trying to figure out what I could do because I already worked on the film side. So I was already IOTC. And so I was like, oh, this is awesome. How can I make sure this happens for other people? And then I'd hear things just, they'd send out email blasts all the time, ask people to do whatever or donations. Um, it's a massive moment for a lot of my friends in the commercial area. I mean, I'm pumped. I'm pumped that that happened. I yeah. feel like it would be tight to join IATSE, but I, would love to. I have no idea how to do it. Don't know how to get in. As an editor, you know, it seems like nearly impossible to be honest, you know? Yeah. The... I've got a, a handful of people on the board for a post up here. Um, if interested, can put you in touch. Yeah, of course. I'd love to talk to them. Um, it, it seems cool. It's just like from what I've always gathered, it just seems like a nearly like impossible task to be yeah. to be realistic. Like it's yeah. like you have to somehow be on a thing that goes union and yeah. like be on a non-union job that becomes a union job and yeah. then you still get enough hours out of once it becomes union to, yeah. to join it. Yeah. Let it flip. I, uh, I, I, what I put here in the rundown is will us little YouTube video peons ever be accepted? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't so. think so either. Right. <clears throat> but like, I wonder if, uh, you know, sometime in the future there may be, maybe, maybe I mean, it'll look, count if, towards something. I if don't the know. reality TV stars can organize, why can't we organize? That's what I'm saying. There might be like some sort of a digital union i don't know sure maybe not probably not probably not <laughs> i think we're too scattered you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. that's a, it's also like the youtube stuff is that's an easy way for like uh super green editors to to kind of break in so yeah. i think mm -hmm. that that's gonna make it a little bit more difficult uh for us yeah i mean it's uh like i said it seems like an uphill battle but uh i don't think i want to be an editor anyways right it's like all you're doing is fucking pushing buttons it's more fun to like develop and create stuff. I'm a monkey with a keyboard. Yeah, more or less, <laughs> I'd say so. Um, yeah, I don't know, Amy. Any thoughts on the Sayatsi thing? I mean, it's great. Any unionizing is a win, so I'm happy that they're having success, even considering, you know, the strike's still ongoing and it doesn't seem like there's much movement. But yeah, adding five thousand members is a big deal. Yeah. Well, IATSE's got to renegotiate next year, I think, too. So so soon already. Yeah. Well, they fucked up last time, in my opinion. But you yeah. know, it is what it is. Um. All right. Uh. Next in the rundown, Amy, you were the one who brought this to my attention, so I'm gonna let you do it. Yeah, I found an article that initially I I misread. Um. But in the midst of the strike, Netflix has posted for a product manager for machine learning a um, job posting. a job posting right and when i initially read it i read it as the amount that they're offering as the salary was like split up between multiple jobs but then you read it better i guess <laughs> like you actually read it more in depth and um yeah, it's basically one job posting for one job and the salary range it's very vague, but it says three hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand dollars annually. That's a wild range. It yeah. says the overall market range for roles in this area. So who knows what the actual number is? It probably depends on your experience. But 
you know, I initially found it because I was just kind of looking to see like what what any any updates on the strike. And there were articles mentioning that this was just really poor timing and um, mm-hmm. it just wasn't a good it's look. Super, and, it's super tasteless. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's classic Netflix, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was listening to uh, to something this morning uh, to a show and uh, the hosts of it. One of them is an actor. One of them's a writer. And so they're both on strike now. But they were just talking about, you know, the same thing. And the, the actor specifically was really going off on Netflix. He was like, it just sucks. Like when you work on from his perspective, he was saying when you work on something for them, like you don't get any. You, know, you get treated bad you get treated like trash like afterwards right. like you have to like beg to, you're like hey for the premiere can i get like a ticket for my mom and they're like we'll wow. see what we can do or whatever and it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. like what but then you have then he said the, his exact idea was like but then i'll show up and there'll be like all these content creators and influencers there and yeah. it's just like you had nothing to do with the film like why are you even here mm-hmm. but um even in the like in the posting it's a little tone deaf in ways uh, there's a there's a line that says machine learning slash artificial intelligence is powering innovation from personalization for members to optimizing our payment processing and other revenue focused initiatives yeah it's like oh ai is making us money yeah it's mm-hmm. just <sighs> yeah it's weird um okay have you have you seen anything about uh about the strike and like specifically the ai kind of uh proposed like the proposals from wga and from sag about ai and the producers responses the it's it's bleak in my opinion it it is and that's like the whole thing behind it's like the stuff to talk about now is the same stuff to talk about like months ago yeah in that realm the only things that i've been seeing change and kind of go back and forth a little bit more is the gaps of pay and stuff and i mean the thing that i'm i personally want besides everybody obviously getting like compensated for what they actually deserve and their time and their skills is transparency i know that nobody nowadays has true transparency but i'd love to see actually like what numbers netflix is pulling on everything and oh, yeah. same with everybody else. It's like, yeah. like I forget who it was, but she's one of the oranges, a new black or I think that's the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she showed like her royalties from everything that she's done with them. And she was not like the lead, but she was a supporting role yeah. and it was like 23, $27. Yeah, and yeah. then like, I've got a lot of friends that are actors as well. And sometimes their royalties will come through and they'll randomly get lucky enough to where they have like, wow, it's $400. Mm-hmm. But they've had also so many checks that are, zero point zero zero dollars and they're like why are you wasting and spending money on the paper (laughs) right and then yeah stuff like that it's crazy the ones that got me was that when it was like a negative amount because like they were there was like an error or something so they actually needed to subtract a cent yeah and it's just like this is so like ridiculous i can't believe this is happening yeah it's not worth the print the paper it's printed on how like how is it that it's legal to like not show the the figures of like the streaming numbers and stuff that, that doesn't is, make any sense that is surprising because they're public th- yeah they're so, a publicly traded company right uh, yeah i mean apple doesn't show their numbers yeah. either and it's like i would love to see what apple's viewership numbers specifically for like soccer right like for mls right. i yeah. want to know how many people are watching and like i mean i know that i'm not technically whatever privy to that shit because i'm just like a normal person watching yeah. soccer hmm but I'd love to know. I think it would be cool. <laughs> I mean, e- even if you're just a normal person, like I just have some money in index funds, which means that I own net, like I own parts of Netflix, 
and Apple and all that. See, I was telling you, he's got a fund. He's got. Oh, a, he's got a, yeah. hey, that's, that's a retirement fund, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. Chris um, owns Netflix. He owns Apple. <laughs> no, no. Like yeah. I have, I have shares technically. So it's like I would Share like him over here, bro. I would like. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know like how these companies are are doing their numbers. Yeah. Yeah. E- email them. Yeah, that's gonna work out for me. Do it. I have such a good relationship with Netflix. Owner at Netflix.com. Oh, yeah. Com. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like I'm gonna walk in, just schedule a meeting. It'll be it'll be fine. Chris, I think that um, you know, you have more uh, skin in the game than I do, so to speak. You know, you're yeah. you're like you said, you're part owner. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know why they don't. Sh- I don't know. 1%. I think maybe that's something that'll come out of this strike. Hopefully, is the uh, transparency of like numbers. You know. I'd be surprised. I'd no. be absolutely blown away. Yeah, because I, I think that's one of the easiest things for for people on strike to concede. Like as as long as they get what the other things are asking for, I think that will be an easy one for them to be like, yeah, that's fine. You can keep it. Yeah. Plus, like once they start showing their hand, like they're gonna lose the game potentially. Like yeah. from the business standpoint, like you lose a lot of leverage. You lose. But I mean, it's also from being disgenuine sometimes. But that's how business is with certain people. The shit that tripped me out and it still trips me out is who was it? Uh, was it Bob Iger who said like we're just waiting for them to lose their homes? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was ever what? proven that it was Bob I- Iger, but I think it's like very, very. Everyone knows. Who so said it. weird. So As he makes seventy seven thousand dollars a day. A day. Yeah, that's not so that. out of touch. It's like I think I saw somewhere the percentage of basically what what people are asking for, and it's like less than 1% of their annual revenue. It's like yep. 0.14 or, or like 0.014 or something ridiculous. It's like, it's just the greed is, it's disgusting. They can never have enough money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a uh, historic like moment really for yeah. all of uh, entertainment. Like it, I don't, it's never, we've never been in, it's un, untrodden ground. Yeah, well I, I would say, and we talked about this a few episodes ago, uh, I think it was Fran Drescher saying that Franny. like, yeah, that this is about, <laughs> Shout out it, 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 Shout this, out Franny. this will extend beyond just the entertainment industry and it'll have a ripple effect across all industries. And I, I think when you have like multiple high profile unions on strike, I think it does uh, bring a lot of attention uh, to, to the common worker and, and it makes them think about unionizing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. UPS and Teamsters, for example, yeah. just did it and like, drastically increased their hourly pay rates on everything too. And then it becomes like a snowball effect across different industries, hopefully. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Starbucks employees are doing the same thing. And then there's a handful of other companies that are like, we're kind of tired of it. Mm -hmm. I just wonder how many of uh, like, I wonder how much of it is like the fact that we're so close to it that we like take a genuine interest in it, right? And research it and we like know the details about what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think for every like one of us there's like 10 random people who live outside of the coasts who are like oh it's these millionaire actors wanting more money yeah. of course yeah, there's definitely true. people like that but i mean it does trickle down to the consumer as well like if this continues on like it's going to affect it's going to affect what we're able to consume it's going to affect theaters which are already struggling so you know it's Hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but it does affect everybody. Well, even like back in 2007, 2008, I was just 
some fucking teenager with no real job. And I like I was very aware of the writer's strike back then. Maybe it was because I watched a lot of late night talk shows and like it was kind of in my face constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was absolutely aware of it. It didn't make me think about organizing because I hadn't worked a, like a professional job in yeah. my career yet. I was just frying chicken in the back of Zaxby's. <laughs> Ooh. That was that was a I, I should have convinced everyone at Zaxby's to organize. Honestly, there you go. That Missed opportunity. Been, that would have been so sick, dude. What would you have called? But I don't know the Zach's. I don't know. There's probably some really great names. Zaxby's has great names for all of their stuff. I'll I'll, I'll ponder it. Zach Snack. They called some Um, of that shit. Remember that? Zach's Attack. Zach's Attack. I don't know. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of great stuff. The Zalads. You ever been to Zaxby's? I have. Oh my God. I've only been to Zaxby's like twice. Legendary spot, dude. I remember back in the day, I'd go and I'd I'd know Chris was working. So I'd order a normal i'd be a chicken finger oh, plate yeah. and mm-hmm. he would add extra chicken to it that's right, oh, that's dude, right. what a homie oh, i know what that's the boy hook-up. friends that's in high hook-up, places bro. yeah bro <laughs> right. it high friends no no high friends in places <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one of the first like uh Film, if you even want to call it that, one of the oh, first yes. video projects Chris's that, debut. that we ever did. Uh, Alexi had basically just bought one of those old Sony cameras, and uh, <clears throat> Zaxby's was having like a commercial contest, you know, like a recorder on Zaxby's commercial. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we put a giant, I don't remember the, what it's the, called, the crown. Yeah, or like you know how like a rooster has that shit on its head? Oh, yeah. We like built our own it was like really really quality honestly it was the, huge the, uh yeah the art department work was fire but yeah. we put it on top of his pickup truck yeah and we were wow. like the concept was like this is a guy who's like zaxby's biggest fan yeah. or something like that <laughs> i remember that commercial oh, the zaxby's taxi good. yeah the zaxby taxi <laughs> oh my god that is perfect we'll, we'll, we'll try to find it for you uh, no i don't think we will i don't think we will i'm like, I'm like where is that Addy hanging in the wall, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, the last thing I have before we get into the kind of meat of the show about the networking events, which you know we'll talk about for like fifteen minutes, I guess. Sure. But um, I wrote uh, Black Magic have released uh, DaVinci Resolve eighteen point five. Mm. I, I don't know if that really matters. I don't use Resolve. Um, I use Premiere. I know Resolve is really good, but for us, it's like tough to switch over because mm-hmm. you know we have. Uh, we just work with a lot of people who are on Premiere already and we got to kind of stay in that ecosystem. Um, you ever use Resolve or what do you use? Or do you even edit at all? I edit barely. Um, yeah. Used to do it more in college, but it's been all through Premiere. Um, my roommate, Jake, has used Final Cut pretty much his entire life to where he's like a whiz with yeah. it. But um, he's also got DaVinci because he has Black Magic shot through that and such. Sure. Um, but my brother who when you were talking about music and stuff you and him would hit it off he's oh, like yeah. he uses avid does all that stuff he's certified through them as well as pro tools um nice. and so sometimes like i'll i usually outsource a lot of my editing to people just because i'm terrible at it or hey, it takes forever you know what footagefirst.com check it out oh, go yeah. there join as a director it's a it's like a director and editors meet kind of website um i'll tell you more about it when we get off but a friend of mine is uh past guest of the show too he, Absolutely. He's, he he founded it this past week he was on talking about yeah it. he comes on every month to give us an update on how it is to try to grow this company but it's his wow. like startup that is basically supposed to kind of just introduce directors and editors and have editors see projects like see some of the footage and like see if they'd really want to work on it yeah and then from there the directors and the editors take it offline and figure it out themselves and the 
website doesn't take a cut or anything it's free so damn that's yeah. sick it's pretty cool it's that pretty is. cool i will if you sign up as a director the that's that's good because then evan will be like oh cool you're doing something <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, told, I, told, I told him i'd help and i'm mostly just like go on calls with them every week i'll do it evan don't worry you'll you'll see a new director hey, shout out, out um all right let's uh jump into this fuji networking event thing so it is, we went to like a I don't know if I said it on mic, but we met at the Fuji networking event at Moonlight Mile in Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to do these events monthly. monthly. Yeah. Um, Phenomenal. Very, very fun. Great time. Uh, you won a camera at the last one because they do some giveaways and drawings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do you find yourself? And this is actually a question for everyone. How often do you find yourself like doing networking related things when it comes to industry or work? A uh, for me, a bunch, but it's also my favorite thing is people. So I'm like, oh, first impressions. I'm interviewing everybody. This is phenomenal. So yeah. I'm, I'm weird in that sense. But at the same time, I my job is like hiring people all the time. I've, I've never once been hired from a networking event, but I've hired a lot of people through like networking events. Yeah. Um, it's just tough because there's a lot of them that you go to. And I mean, no disrespect by this, but it's a lot of green people totally. or a lot of people that yeah. maybe aren't hired for specific reasons. Um, but at the same time, like everybody gets in a rut, like you can break your arm or get really sick one time and like, you're like, Oh, I missed this job. And then it's hard to get back in because you're not constantly coming up on everybody's emails blasts or even just like top of their mind. So it's still nice and it's beneficial, but I'm also promoting the film festival at the same time. Right. So it's like, I'm promoting myself, trying to learn people, find out how I'm able to potentially put them in a connection to benefit them. Um, whether that's a connection that I have or a colleague, um, I'm always down to help people as long as they're nice or genuine and then promote my talk show at the same time too. That's the way to do it. I mean, Krusty, how often do you go to these networking events? I know you're, you're big on uh, connecting with people. People are hitting you up on LinkedIn all the time. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so yeah. So that, that's what I've learned. Uh, uh, and I guess this, this isn't quite the, the, the networking event part of it, but the LinkedIn networking, it's never someone who is going to give you a job or most of the time, it's not even someone who you can hire or like would want to hire. Mm -hmm. It's mostly just people reaching out to like sell you on their service, whatever it is, whether I get a lot from, from Seagate, uh, like the the disc company, mm-hmm. storage company. I get a lot. Uh, I used to get Seagate, not to be confused with OceanGate. <laughs> oh, oh no, God. no, no, not to be confused. Um, <laughs> I was getting like Universal Production Music. I, I took a I took a, a meeting with them once uh, just to. Cross was, Cross was supposed to go down in the submarine, <laughs> but he ignored the link. <laughs> Damn! Um, what a great time. Yeah, uh, UPM reached out one time, and I took like a thirty minute call, and it was like it was really just a waste of my time and that 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 was i i I mean it was because like i probably we we couldn't it's not maybe not that we couldn't afford the service it's that we didn't really have the need for it Mm -hmm. for what it cost and you know and uh a lot of them are just like data management and like cloud storage solutions and shit like that that aren't i don't know we're just not there yeah yeah they're good to know about if we like had the volume well and, and all of this changed as soon as when i changed from senior editor to head of post-production on linkedin that's when i started getting all <laughs> all of this uh, soliciting and it's yeah. like i i don't want this okay thank you it comes uh, with the title it does, it does. <laughs> um but as far as in-person networking events that's i think they have a lot more to offer i've 
personally never gotten much out of them other than some free drinks and a good time. Uh, you know, we used to do networking events. I think we did three of them. Yep. Two, three, three. three. I did three. I think we did three. Uh, we did three of them, and I don't. I think we had a lot of fun each time, but I don't think any work ever came out of it. I think maybe we might have tried one or two people out on jobs, and they didn't really work out. We made some mm. good connections. I though, think. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think with that, and this is my experience with networking events. You know, also when I used to work in real estate. I've attended a lot, but I'm usually on the side of kind of facilitating it. So Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to get anything out of it. And neither is my company. However, people are connecting. Like I know Cuba got some work out of somebody he met. I think that. Yeah. So I think think they serve a purpose. I just think it depends on like what side you're on. And I, you know, that's one thing I was excited to do with our events was really be a space to connect people i mean it would have been great if like we could have gotten work out of it but Mm -hmm. i don't think that that was really ever an expectation it would have been like a nice hope it was a hope i mean (laughs) i mean we had people come to the office before it was a hope we had our our it was definitely a hope but it was not really an expectation and um i think that proved that yeah, like we were the facilitators, which is good because I think people still remember you, What's you know, but I do think a lot of times when you go to these events, it's more of like somebody trying to you're just meeting people, you know, yeah. it's like and I think really that's the best way to network is don't go in with like a this is what I do. This is what I offer. You know, it's more just like, hey, who are you? Tell me about yourself yeah. and just mm-hmm. making those connections and then maybe down the line it could pay off in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it was not the Fuji events have been really fucking yeah. fun. Yeah. That's our, great. Our yeah. events that we did were, were cool too. Um, but it's, yeah, it's weird. It's different when you're the one who's responsible for hosting it. Right. I guess. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to try to go to one of these Fuji film. Events. Yeah. I, I want to go next go last time. night and it, you know, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I'd forgotten all about it until like three hours before it. Same. Or something like that. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. That's it right, wasn't on the calendar. And you know, I but, definitely um, didn't think you were going to show up. Yeah, dude, I didn't either, but I was there. Yeah, what up? I was Represent. there. I was ecstatic, I it. dude. It's a it's a fun time. I mean, um, again, Cuba told me about that, mm-hmm. and so it's through him that I found out about it. But past guest of the show, mm-hmm. we call him the boss from Lacrosse. It's true. Next time <laughs> see it. You can call him that. He loves that. He's he's um, not from Lacrosse. He's from Lacrosse. He's not from Lacrosse, <laughs> Wisconsin. Lacrosse yeah. is the closest like actual city from yeah. uh, to where he's from. He grew up on a farm. Yeah, it's facts. Well, I Big guarantee facts. I'm gonna pull it out randomly whenever he least expects tell him it. yeah hey yo the boss from lacrosse <laughs> yeah. he used to work on a food truck he's got i mean he's got a whole his life story life hilarious you know? he may only be like 20 or whatever yeah. but he's <laughs> yeah. 70 in his heart you know? i think he's a little older than that but 20 and a half barely yeah. barely i think he's 23 or 24 now right 25 yeah, maybe time flies man when you're having yeah. no no that's my bliss no, that's my bliss yeah <laughs> um yeah it's uh so how many of uh have you ever thrown like a networking event or anything like that or oh yeah, yeah. i used to throw them i used to throw them in like a mix of like parties Got and it. so the way kind of like how amy said the way that i view networking events to go well unless you're just being like a hodgepodge of high society situation um the best way is just to make people friends because yeah. you want to work with your friends you want to work with people that you kind of trust and you can speak yeah. about almost whatever mm-hmm. and whenever you go into stuff and people are kind of hungry where they're like i could do this 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 it's like cool but 
do you even like coffee or something? <laughs> and it's just like, what? And it's like, I'm trying to figure out like what makes you you and like what makes you tick because, yeah. but that's also like, because that's my favorite thing to find out about people. But it's also where I honestly wish that I was getting paid for how many people I've set up with other people. Like basically being a manager and agent for yeah, like a, a little percentage. Yeah, oh, exactly. I wish. But just <laughs> well, constantly just, like. Just you wait, dude. When they integrate AI into our brains, that'll ooh. all be traceable. It'll be lit. Oh my God. Oh God. I'm, I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, oh, one of those things like, will I finally win trivia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, wait. So I don't mean to interrupt. So you were, uh, you're, you take more pleasure out of just like linking people up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, honestly, like I take like pleasure in helping anybody the way that I can. And yeah. I know that's a lot of people say that, but I genuinely mean it. I, if I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, they're a great connect for this person. I would never want to work with them, but to a T, like they are the perfect mold for them. Yeah. And then I'll set them up and yeah. do all that. I would do the same with like matchmaking. Like I've got a, I think it's five, six friends now that are married or getting married that I've like set up with. Oh damn! So it's like across the board. I'm I'm happy to help out people with I whatever say, parts of their life. I will say over here. at the oh, Fuji yeah. event the other night, he he brought like five people through. So oh, nice. it is true. Like you know, oh. he sent, sent people up left and a right. A true producer. You I know? asked to bring Big more, facts. but I got capped off. Oh, you got capped. Well, we, we were already over. I think oh, audience and stuff. Sheesh. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got to say the one thing, I don't know how it is for you guys. For me, like at network networking events, I, I always hate the term like networking event. Yeah. Because yeah. then it implies that you immediately have to start talking about work. And it's like, you know, yes, that's one way to do it. But I just feel weird being like. I worked on this yeah, soccer thing. Yeah. I worked on this hockey thing. Or whatever. It almost yeah. feels like uh, transactional, like industry speed dating. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, maybe it is. Sure, sure. It's not really. Maybe it's not a bad thing. To me, I just, I personally just get uncomfortable with it. Because I'm just like, ah, well, you know, it's just fucking editing. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, in ed- editing particularly is difficult to talk about. I think, like, <laughs> I, I mean, we've done 150 episodes of this shit and. <laughs> 149 149 right. my bad and uh, a really special episode coming next how week. often are we even actually talking about editing these days yeah. we're mostly talking about like the industry as a whole it's about philosophy sure really sure yeah. it's a, what are you laughing about no, it, really it is, is, about it is. i'm not arguing i just you know it's funny i didn't say you were arguing I mean, you, no, you said, why are you laughing? Y'all is weird because she's got her back. You said, why, what's happening you said right here. why are you laughing? It's like, cause it's, it's funny. It's, the podcast is called sizzle reel. But it's really about philosophy. <laughs> you can go back to some of the first up. I believe episode two was yeah. called like the philosophy of the editor. Sure. It's like about yeah. known wow. knowns, unknown, unknowns. Philosophy from an early time. We used to be more drunk when we did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh yeah. You were Back in the day when you were sponsored by Wandering Barman. Oh, we were. Ooh. Well, so that's another reason I think that we did the um, uh, the networking events is yeah. because we have friends who own a bar that's like yeah. three blocks away from yeah. here and they gave us a discounted rate to like yeah. use it. So we, were we, like, we brought wow. them a decent amount of business, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. I think it was good. You know, I think it was good all around uh, for honest, everybody but us. Yeah, I had fun. That's part of the reason I would say that they've leaned into being becoming an event space because they didn't really do that kind of stuff before us. As far as are I know. we the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, sounds like you're a trendsetter more than a problem. Dude, yeah. maybe. I mean, well, well, the problem that, now is every time we try to go there, there's there an, having event an event. So uh, that's what I mean true, by that. That's true. 
They, uh, but it was it was kind of nice. I I would say if we didn't have access to that space, we would not. I'm just I assume we would not have done any. No, of it. because it, it would it would have cost so much more money. It's like, you know, it was a little more cost effective. It still cost us money, but yeah. it was more manageable because we had, you know, we had the hookup. The cocktails there are strong. People got people got really drunk. Up. We knew <laughs> Do you someone. Remember I'll, I'll, oh, I was gonna withhold the name. Oh. But all right, it's been said. He threw up in a box. <laughs> Ooh. Well, he threw up all over the bathroom, and then oh, when no. they find they were closing, so they were finally like getting him out the door. And so our friend that works at the bar went in the back and like took this Amazon box and put a garbage bag in it and like fashioned uh like a little mobile mobile, uh, vomit, mobile, tray. Yeah. mobile yeah. vomit tray <laughs> and they got him out to the curb I I myself never threw up but I the last one we had I was very drunk yeah I I, I was I was pretty faded at those usually but I kind of kept it together I think I, I was so concerned about like the event going oh, on me yeah. too like the first two I think I, I barely drank and the last one I was still like I was fine, but I I was I was drunk. I was you nice. were drunk. I you think have, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't really outside remember. Trey Trey having to like babysit her basically. Yeah. Oh, did you get sent home? No, no. no we no. we I I did manage to like get close us out. And, okay. like, I thought yeah. you got, I thought you got sent home. <laughs> no, see, no. you were drunk because you don't even remember how drunk I was. Well, big facts, big facts. <laughs> uh, we have we had a photo booth and everything. We turned ours into like a like a. Event. What did we call it? It was like yeah. it was like creative network. Is something yeah. about. I don't know. We basically were trying to say we're not just your average networking event. Like mm-hmm. we're for creatives to come together and have a good time. And, you know, I think it kind of worked. Have you ever been super drunk at a uh, at a networking event? Or oh. you don't remember who, like the next day someone texts you or like hits you up on LinkedIn or email or IG or whatever. And you're like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's some people where it's like, oh, my God, I love the project. Like We, we need to work on it together. You're like, 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 what and I'm over here. I'm like. If depending if I'm still drunk, I'm like, hell yeah, my projects are great. And, and then other times I'm like, what did we do? And so then I'm like, so then like in my mind, I'll be like, I want to know though, like truly what was your favorite part or like what is making you want to do this right. to hopefully remember. Backtrack, yeah. But at the same time to see if they actually remembered themselves and it wasn't just like a phone number that they right. found and woke up in their contact, you right, know? Right, right, right. But like even last night after I won the camera and everything like that, definitely proceeded to drink heavier than i anticipated this morning was brutal celebration though oh beautiful celebration that's amazing i um do do you know what their pitch process is like for fujifilm because i remember them talking about like hey dm us like um an idea or whatever and Mm -hmm. like do you is the pitch process really like that fluid where it's just like send a dm and we'll see what we can do for them right now yeah so they're just wanting to kind of get involved and let people know that they're more than like photography kind of deal. And they're also wanting to get more people involved and kind of showcase the talent that people are creating through the lenses of their equipment. And so like the shorts and everything like that, that are shown are just kind of submitted. People talk about it. And then like, they will even go to them saying like, this is what I want to do. I'm shooting kind of like exclusively through you guys, or they'll talk about opportunities at these networking events, which is what I ran into where I told them like, yeah, I'm doing my travel talk show. I sold my car to be able to pay for everything. I'm doing all this stuff. And I was like, I yesterday legitimately was about to buy and rent all this camera gear. And for some reason I was like, you know, I'm gonna hold off a bit. 
and then this happened and i'm like that's awesome telling i'm talking to them telling them like how thankful i am and i'm trying not to cry in front of them and people are like are you hammered i was like no this is my first drink (laughs) reality it was like drink six but but at the same time like i'm more of a heavyweight so it's okay but i was i was coherent enough to not slur or stumble anything like that and so shout out to fuji film very appreciative thank you yeah. thank you made a lot yeah that's crime. amazing yeah. i gotta really i gotta cool. put something together i gotta yeah. i got a couple ideas i'm cooking up one's more in depth one's less in depth so that i'll probably give them both <laughs> <laughs> see what they want to do but um me and uh what's me and luke are i don't did you meet you know luke oh, right? i love luke luke's gonna be my audio guy for the travel show sick me and luke were talking we've been talking about this soccer idea for like over a year now and dude, like, he's been talking to me about it i know we want to make something happen but it's just like i'm always just like dude i want to do it too but it's like we don't fucking have money is and this like the detroit one we have a few but okay then one we're talking about now is this one that's based in scotland mm-hmm. okay that one kind of uh kyle kyle sheldon from that uh yes for uh, what's it called leagues cup no yeah leagues cup but also oh uh, his, his agency name and number name and, name number, and yeah. number from he, he has like a soccer agency and one of their projects that they're doing is like uh almost like a crowdfunded like soccer ownership group mm-hmm. of a small 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 team in scotland like a like a really small level team so i was like oh well, if we know the guy whose agency is involved in that, it might be cool to talk him into having me and Luke go do something. Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, yeah, right. sure. Like, I mean, if we'll it's see. a new thing and you're able to be there for like the monumental first year yeah. of everything, like regardless, it's still basically like a company and you want to be able to like showcase that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of things, but it's really cool. Those networking events, I will say. I didn't mean to turn this whole episode and it's like a Fuji plug, but like what they're doing is really fun man like i'm telling y'all and you've obviously been but mm-hmm. you guys you should go because you'll be like it'll be a weird sort of like it's akin to what voyager was doing yeah voyagers was more like voyagers was really cool but this one is like you i don't know it just everything is seems like much higher level yeah i mean they like you, you know go, they have a huge a, company behind it so. exactly that's what's wild so yeah. voyager is like yeah this is sick because they did it all and it's right. like it's diy it still looks incredible but it's like diy with this it's like this feels big and it feels yeah. like all the projects they show are like i don't know i've only been to two but each time i've walked away being like well fuck this is real filmmaking yeah like yeah. this isn't like us making like videos for fucking Twitter and shit. Well, X, next sorry, time X. they have one, let me know and yeah, I'll, what, what's I'll come the, what's through. What's the process to to get? Uh, you have an to invite. send in your reel and a self taped like audition of you explaining why you like Fuji. And if they, you got to film yourself from profile both sides. They need to know who's coming to these things. Okay. So mm-hmm. Krusty, I don't know. Sounds if, like some some facial recognition AI bullshit going yeah, on. It was really weird. Last time I walked in, they made me stand in front of a thing for thirty seconds while it scanned me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At least yeah. I can want a camera. And that was at the bar next door. That wasn't even at the event. Yeah, it was. Yeah, things, <laughs> things are getting crazy. No, you just fucking RSVP. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's uh, a event, Bright Links. Okay, cool, um, cool. And they are, I believe they're not going to have one in August. They're going to be out of town, but September. Cool. Okay. The ground running hard. Yeah. Um, well, uh, this weekend, I'll, uh, I'll make a little one sheet, little pitch, you okay. know, and then I'll hit you up you know you can get me in touch the problem is he was like slide into my dms and i can like that's how you can pitch us and i was like i don't have i don't have instagram so i'm not gonna be sliding into you got got the scissor gang 
Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, Shishkin yeah, Productions. Sheesh. Should I send it from Sizzle Real Gang? Yeah. Wow. Or Shishkin Productions. Should I point them to this episode about how fucking lit we think it is? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into uh, the what we learned last week. What we learned last week. All right, Krusty, kick us off, bruh. Uh, so I learned that in 1987, one orca uh, from a group known as the Southern Residents began swimming with a dead salmon on its head. And over the next few weeks, uh, like 10 other orcas were, were seen doing the exact same thing. And it's considered the first observation of a trend in the animal kingdom because it, it went away the same way it came about like Ugg boots. <laughs> orca orca fashion yeah. <laughs> i love it um, orcas are really trending right now they're having a moment oh, yeah. i love it aren't they, they, they're are. off of like key largo or something right now they're the somewhere things, they don't belong they're the things that fucked up the ocean gate submarine yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah they hit they're like we fucking hate billionaires yeah pretty much let's oh, yeah. go orcas yeah doing that i'm with the boats. orcas i stand with the, the orcas the orcas are the proletariat of the sea <laughs> love that um for me what i wrote what i learned this it was just some random tiktok thing but apparently that michigan j frog song you know what i'm talking about the one where mm-hmm. he's like hello my baby hello my honey so apparently that song was written as uh making fun of the word hello which i didn't i learned that on, on TikTok the other day. But like, yeah, apparently hello is just a word that was invented to say on the phone. Uh, before the invention of the phone, you would just say like, good morning or like, you know, how are you doing or whatever? You like you, you didn't say hello. Uh, and I think someone who was involved in the invention of the phone was I think it was Alexander. Alexander I, I think Alexander yeah. Graham Bell was the one who wanted to have, make the word ahoy. Yeah, and then I think I think Thomas Edison was like, let's just make it hello. <laughs> ahoy! So, yeah. Imagine saying we should ahoy. start saying that. I would love when that. somebody calls you ahoy. I'm gonna start saying it. <laughs> well, you, you know, this is making you its rounds around ahoy. TikTok, so people is. are probably catching. This is just like the segment where we regurgitate what we saw on the internet. That's yeah, more or less. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you got? I was having a read up on the strikes, primarily for actors, finding out what they're able to do, what they're not able to do, because there's like a clause where they're not allowed to do any promotion. Um, But if you go deep into the clause, it's for any struck companies or struck productions. Um, They're still able to to do like live talk shows and broadcasts, a few other things like that here and there. Um, But I was having to learn all that for the festival, for any of our promotions or any of our media stuff, as well as like for my travel show. Some of our guests are SAG actors and I want to make sure that I'm not leading them into a dumpster fire. Um, And so doing research on that and then learning a handful of other stuff that's going on with them that I wasn't originally expecting. Yeah. We uh, we we dug into those a little bit last week, and it seemed like they were very uh, robust. It was like a robust list of things that were not allowed to be yeah. done. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, Amy, what do you got? Well, I learned a little bit about snail eyes this week. <laughs> um, I saw a video on the internet. It was not TikTok, surprisingly, but just I came across this video uh, of two snails eating like different things. One of them was like it looked like a pile of like. Not grains, because obviously that'd be too big. But yeah, some kind of thing like a grain. Was it live? Was it was this on live leak? <laughs> 
I don't know what that is. What? I'm not even ask. What? Wow. <laughs> what? You don't know what live leak is? I don't know. No, I don't. I just learned that Amy doesn't know what live leak is. Guys, you know I'm bad at the internet. I don't know a lot of things about the she internet. She wasn't on the CD parts of the internet like us. Live leak's like a YouTube competitor where they would put like all of the fucked up videos like snails eating grains and stuff. No, I see. <laughs> okay. Was it a well, time lapse video? No, it was just these two snails eating and one of them was eating greens and it would just, they were, they're so weird looking, right? Like their mouths just open really big and like they're just chomping away at this food and then I'm looking at their faces and I'm like where are their eyes so I googled the snails have eyes and they do depending on the type of snail sometimes they're at the top of those tentacles or other times they're even on the foot of the snail um but like the common snails we would see they're always on the tentacles but they're what's called a vesicular eye which for us I guess that part of the eye is like a process in the formation of how our eyes are. So they basically can't see that well because their eyes are like covered. Damn. But one more further thing I learned we about their tentacles. Snail scholar over here. Is <laughs> they they can regrow a tentacle. If they lose a tentacle, it can regrow. That's pretty lit. Yeah. Damn. Snails are really out here doing the damn thing, bro. Yeah. Can't mm-hmm. believe that. They're, they're actually called eye stalks, but. On their tentacles. That's like when uh, that's when Chris buys Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Buying eye stocks. Um, all right, before we get out of here, I'll hear you. Last uh, chance to plug anything you want. Go for it. This is your your time to shine. Well, thank you guys. Uh, pleasure to be here. One more time. Instagram handle O H I A M O R R I S O N. You'll be able to reach out to me there. Find all of the links and contact stuff that I've spoken about. Hall of I Film Festival. Please support. Come out for it. It'll be October 28th, 29th. You can go to Hall of I NYC on Instagram or you can go to Hall of um, for our website. And then our film freeway for Hall of I Film Festival is there. Hell yeah. Um, Amy, you got anything you want to plug since you're here? Well, since I'm here, I would like to mention a little crossover. Uh, you know, Alexi and I have this podcast called Calling All Casuals, where I very casually talk about soccer and Alexi teaches me things and it's a lot of fun. And producer Eric shows up once in a blue moon. Once to, in a blue moon. To say some wild off off color shit. And yeah, or write some off color shit. <laughs> that we skip but and don't read out loud. Also, Chris, producer Chris it's true. Is, is sometimes. I pop uh, in every once in a while. Yeah. I think I've yeah. been so, around for two or three episodes. It's a fun no, time. Check, number one check Miami fan. Ever since Messi made his move <laughs> oh, to Miami. Get out, get out of here. Fan. What Kansas a fair weather fan. One, <laughs> Fair weather. No, dude. you've been you've been rocking that Miami hat for a while. It's true. I know. Yeah, even through all the this photographic times. evidence. I know yeah. it's bad. It's bad. Um, Chris, uh, why don't you go ahead and do the plugs and we get the hell out of here? Sure. We are at Scissor Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Scissor Real Gang at the, gmail.com. Oh my bad. This yeah. is Scissor Gang the website. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just stop plugging the Gmail because no one cares. No. Scissor Real Gang at gmail.com. Next person to write in after hearing this wins. A free a Fujifilm camera. Fujifilm camera. <laughs> no. The next person gets a trip to a Mets game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to some Mets games in August, I think. They're playing the Angels, so... That, that, that's perfect timing. So so write in ASAP. Yeah. Uh, we have scissorrollgangthewebsite.com that Alexi was so eager to tell you about. What, new and improved. What, yeah, new and improved. There we go. <laughs> I had to say it. Of course. There's gifts all over that thing. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have the Sizzlereel gold line. That's right. That is 332-333-4361. Call in. Leave a message. It goes yeah. straight to voicemail. You don't have to talk to anybody. 
Oh, yeah, I know you like talk. You like people, but this one yeah. just goes straight to voicemail. Sure. That's why it's a cold line. It's not a hotline. You see? Gotcha. Um, I'll leave my ASMR bits. You that know. would be good. I'll start yeah, using it. that as practice. That way you guys have something entertaining to listen call to. Call in. Oh, they would love that. You should call in every once in a while and just give an, uh, give an update on the, the film festival, how things are going. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Uh, you can also text in. Oh, we, that's true. We do have that capability. Let me look and see if I've gotten any texts on this. Oh, you know what? I did. We did get a text. Oh, should, should I save it for next time? I'll tease it right now. We can really get okay. into it. It's from some number I don't recognize. I searched it. Don't know anything about it. Six four six area code. <laughs> don't know what that is. Um, they put a website in the a link, and they said this feels like good podcast fodder. Oh, it's a uh, the free movie dot buzz. It's some. Um, it's where people redraw frames of B movies. So I don't know. Check it <laughs> that out. Actually, sounds cool. Yeah. So he's. Uh, they said y'all should draw frames and submit. So this was uh, about a month ago. Um, I don't check the text that often. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening, uh, Sizzlers. Uh, oh yeah, thank you for being here, Amy. Thank you for being here, and Crossy. Obviously, me. thank pleasure. you. I know you're busy between your ownership of Netflix and Apple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for sizzling with us. Bye. Yeah. Productions Podcast.